Yo, what's up? It's Ben Scarborough, and I'm sitting here in the secret room at Third Eye Collective with Tori. Hello, what's up? What's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm just hanging out, and, uh, you know, up until this point, I wasn't really sure if extraterrestrials actually existed, yet here I am in the presence of one. It's so tragic because um, Foley was homeschooled, so I pretty much, like, came to Earth, was raised in a terrible state in North Carolina. Love my parents, but yeah, no. What's up, alien child here? I, I, what's it? I mean, what's it like growing up on our planet? Nah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So fully uh, uh, was raised Christian school style, so very wholesome upbringing. Um, did not understand what was not okay to sing at a Christian church. Uh, Miss Murder by AFI is definitely not one of those songs. Go figure, you know. Yeah. We'd be down at the tabernacle and they'd just be like, no, we're only going to do hymns here. So, and then growing up like that, uh, homeschooled, uh, social interactions is not my strong suit. So okay. I'm better now. I'm 24 now. So where in North Carolina did you land? Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. I think I've driven through Raleigh once or twice. That is, that's the most you need to see. You've got the whole gist of Raleigh right there. Okay. It's just very comfortable. You know, it's very safe. Okay. It's a very, a place where, you know, you want to die. Not quite like Florida where you can go to Disney or anything, but it's very quiet. Okay. You know? And, and you were telling me that the scene was almost completely different oh up God. in North Carolina. So, okay, a long time ago before the HB2 ruling and pretty much very openly discriminated against LTBG people, trans individuals, non-binary, um, and we even used to have like a whole film scene. Like we were fighting out Atlanta to have a bunch of movies filmed. That's right. A bunch of Marvel movies right. were filmed there. You're telling me that. Absolutely. And then um, good old Pat McCrory, uh, he put a bunch of taxations on the film people and ran all the creatives out by just being not great. Um, and so now, you know, all the artists that were any sort of talent left and all the film companies, everyone left North Carolina. And it's just very... It's very much an engineering state and like a medical state. So it's like a bunch of smart people are there. So there's a bunch of nerds. There's like a great anime cosplay community there. But all like the creatives, the performers, the drag community, like everyone who was going to be someone just dipped. So so basically rip North Carolina. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's still a great place to retire. I mean, my parents are there. That's the only reason I'll go back there. Okay. <laughs> see my family. So when you were setting your sights on leaving North Carolina mm -hmm. post HB2, Pat McCrory mm. incidents. What were some other locations around the world, dare I say, that maybe you were setting, uh, setting your sights on? Glorious Nippon. I uh, love Japan. That would be a great idea. But realistically, being a very tragically white person who butchers her own first language, um, very much. Well, it's true. I, I can't say a damn word right. Like, you're going to hear me stutter all this. I'm so Bruh. sorry. I'm so sorry you're going to have to be editing out my little box, you know, here and there. But no, absolutely. Um, you know, when I was younger, it was New York. But New York is so, I already have anxiety. Like, I have shaky dog energy. You know, those tiny little chihuahuas are just like, that's me, like, inside. Okay. And I drink so much coffee, and it helps so much. But anywho, um, it would have been New York. The madness. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's. <laughs> It's like that big chaotic room that looks like a mess, but you know where everything is. That's my mental stability. So, anywho, um, it would have been New York. Um, my dad's from New York, and we had some family up there. Um, they're out, out, outside of the city now. Um, but really, honestly, it was always kind of going to be Atlanta. Once I found out about 
the art scene here and then I met my boyfriend then and then I came down and here. That's Realty Dragon, right? Oh yeah, Realty Dragon. Hit him up on YouTube. He's insanely talented and a good person. And he's going to have this new channel coming up soon that I can't really talk too much about, but that's all you need to know. Second channel? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Leak rumors confirmed? Okay, okay. But yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for that because he has got some really good wholesome content and good boy stuff for everyone to enjoy. I look very forward to seeing him create this new channel and all the logos for it. It's going to be really fun. Because, you know, he does all of his own graphics and everything. He's brilliant. He's a machine. He really is, honestly. No. Uh, but yeah, so I, I came down here because I was like, whoa, there's like, like when I come down, I come down here. I'm not the crazy one. I love that. I love when I, I walk around and no one stares at me. It's so rare. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your look. Would you say it's club kid, New York inspired? Oh my God. Well, okay. So um, my inspirations range from Japanese street fashion, like from the early 2000s, um, mid 2000s, uh, then it's like cyber rave, L.A. Um, style, and then definitely club kid. I, f- I fucking live for lo- club kids. Don't do drugs, kids. I don't like the drugs, but I love that fashion. Um, definitely all those mixed together, and then I kind of just... It's so easy to do alternative fashion now. I remember back when I was in like high school and I'd go to Amazon, I would find a wig for 30 bucks and I'd be like, oh, and like freak out and buy it. And now you can buy wigs for like 10 bucks online and just style it up to heaven and hell. Ooh, <laughs> it's great. The wig industry. Oh yeah, it's so easy to, uh, goth boots. Oh my God, I remember when I got my first pair of platforms in 2012. I was like crying, I wore them and I felt like so like cool. And now I have a whole closet full of them. I have so many. Quite the collection. Oh yeah, I love being tall. <laughs> We're back to our creepy cryptics, creepy cryptids ASMR. That sounds a little a- AMSR-y. Yeah, yeah. No, I love the ice in it. It just sounds like rain. I don't even like ASMR. <laughs> That's a cryptid. That's like a little Jersey devil. So is that the hashtag? Is it alternative fashion? Is that what yes. you trend under? Is it, like tell us a little bit about alternative fashion for people so, who may not know. Yeah, no. So alternative fashion is essentially an umbrella term for anyone who wears alternative street fashion. It's usually like goth, punk, or um, fairy K, Lolita fashion. No correlation with the book. Um, anything alternative. Um, I primarily stick to cyber cyber pop, fairy K, Decora, Lolita. And uh, rave fashion, those are like mine. Um, but there's so many. I'm actually working on a book about alternative street fashion and talking about how it diffuses through the mainstream culture, through youth cultures, and how it reacts to mainstream events. So, like right now, we have a lot of political strife going on. So, you're seeing a lot more people who are exploring um, fantasy as an outlet. So they're wearing more outrageous outfits and you see more punks whenever there's political dismay, like in uh, Mexico, when all of that shit was going down, you oh, saw yeah. a huge boom of punk movements and punk music and it bled up into California and the over here on the East coast, we're a little bit more somber. So you see a lot more goths yeah. pop up, but it's really interesting to actually study the rise and fall of subcultures based on what their climate is in their society it's i love sociology it's a it's like my bread and butter it's really fun so outside of getting to go to places like target and Publix and 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 
show people, you know, your outfits that whatever you've put on for the day. The cosplay scene and the convention scene is really where you get a chance to to shine, so to speak, right? To to network yeah. and to try out different looks and travel around and meet different people, yeah. right? Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, cosplay community? Absolutely. Um, so or the convention scene. Oh, oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Obviously, I can't wear like the seven inch platforms and the three foot tall wigs every day going to the grocery store. I mean, I would, but like, she would. Oh, I, yeah, no, I'm this whole thing. No, but like, they have laws against people wearing costumes in public and they're like, oh my God. I did not know that. No, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a North Carolina thing, so I don't know if it's down here. I haven't looked, but I literally went to the mall one time and they're like, you can't wear that mask in here. And I was like, that's my face. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty much like, okay, yeah, I'm going to be safe. So 90% of the time, like no eyebrows and gym clothes. So conventions, um, I originally started as a cosplayer. So I would dress up in like, uh, my favorite was JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I did like a, a three or four cosplays from JoJo and okay. um, also uh, Gurren Lagann and then just random odd, odd end at animes here and there. So eventually I would go to cons and you know, people would dress up for the rave. And so that's where it got started for me, where I do looks for the rave. And then I was like, I don't, I just want to wear my outfits. Like I like dressing up as a character, but it's way more fun to make my own look mm-hmm. and like dress up. And that was like my only outlet from North Carolina. I would travel to conventions and that was the only time I would dress up. So I'd always do two looks or three looks a day just so I can get as much out as of the con as I could. Okay. And I still do that. I still do at least two looks a day when I'm at a con. Like I feel bad if I don't. Like I'm like, oh, I'm feeling your... Um, you but, switch midday or something? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also great because I don't know if anyone can tell, but this is very uncomfortable to wear like these clothes aren't practical oh, really yeah no it's well it's funny because like I have a lot of friends who are into alternative fashion but they primarily focus their entire outfits on being comfortable I on the other hand I only care about the look like making sure it's like conceptualized as like kind of like I wouldn't say a character but like I just want to look like otherworldly and weird and then like it to all look good together i want everything to be coordinated and that's why i run my blog because i want to show people how you can coordinate these pieces and layer them so they get ideas on how to do it themselves and it can inspire them to do their own looks and have fun i don't recommend everyone to be uncomfortable though that's just a me thing i just maybe i just hate myself a little bit more than i thought i did so i'm just always uncomfortable (laughs) just state of being no it's like self-motivation is tough yeah yeah you you gotta look for all different reasons to to get up and but I, but I want to say, you know, like I, I, you're the first person that I've actually really got the chance to sit down with and talk about the the style in depth mm-hmm. and actually understand what it's like to be raved up. Yeah. And you know, like I, I, I wasn't, I never really paid attention to makeup until I started looking at the art yeah. that you've painted on your face. Oh, party! Thank you. Like, um. Her Instagram page. We're gonna pull it up on the screen right here. This is Happy on Birthday One. This is Tori's uh, Instagram page. You can you can just like you know pull up a new tab and check this out look at these looks check out the makeup like this one right here there's clouds on her nose oh there's a really funny story about that look too because i really like this one yeah let, let, let me know about oh, it. oh yeah no well we we wore that when we came here to do our drawing session me and a friend and that nose cloud look was based off of a look i did for an interview for a television show i got I've been casted on that's not greenlit yet. Okay. I haven't signed anything, so but it's essentially like Drag Race, but like I'm really excited to see if that comes out. But anywho, but yeah, that look was really fun because we were, I was in that look all day from morning to night, and then we did our photo shoot at one in the morning. It, 
It, I was so tired. It was, I mean, and the makeup stayed on all yeah, day. It, I don't know how. I but, sweat but so much. But the detail in those clouds, though. <laughs> Thank you. Like, what? How? What's your 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 workflow? How do you get into the? Is there like a regimen, or is there like oh a? My God. Uh, what is it called a zone <laughs> how do you get into that zone yeah no well uh, just I am an artist uh, I did go to art school I paid for four years and this is what I got out of it um, but yeah <laughs> go to college kids um, it makes so much sense but yeah so essentially um, when I get started it's very therapeutic and it's just like painting to me so I and again I have friends who are like oh my god you take so long to get ready and I'm like do you not realize that this is like like my little like spa moment here I'll put on okay so today for example I was totally watching a documentary about Lovecraft and like his influences Guillermo del Toro was in it was fabulous oh, okay. it was everything and then I was watching one talking about uh, Into the Mouth of Ma Madness oh, about yeah. what is fiction and who writes it and so I always put on like really weird documentaries while I'm working because I love weird shit and then I just sit there and I will cross legs in a comfy chair with a cup of coffee and I just do my makeup and I have an outfit that I have in my mind and I just base my makeup around that and it just kind of happens and sometimes it doesn't look how I want it to look like today I went a little overboard with the eyeliner but it's okay because then I just commit that's like my my rule for living is commit commit <laughs> yeah do something dumb just commit just fuck it so I was down here in Georgia right around the time that alien con was going on in, mm -hmm. in New York right and that was last year, like the yep. tail end of last year. Yep. And you were your look at the time was alien, extraterrestrial yeah. inspired, right? Yeah. Okay. So fun fact about AlienCon, it's not like a sci-fi convention where everyone dresses up. So, and I also forgot my <laughs> face paint when I did that look. So that's all eyeshadow, and it stayed on again all day. Um, but is that the the green face? Yes. Yes. And, and you were featured in a. Weren't you featured in like the New York Times? I or totally something? was. I was on the cover of the Sunday New York Times about it. I was like the first photo you saw was my green face wow yeah it was it was a little embarrassing solely for the fact that when i was there no one else was dressed up and it was people in suit okay alien con is really wild because it's all like it's half people who are just like yay aliens and the other half are like flat earth trump ah and they're insane there's one dude like fully like trump is the reason the earth is flat and like all over his body and I didn't get a photo of it I'm so mad about that maybe I'll be able to find a photo online but Where you at dog yeah what's up bro no he was insane and I was like I love for this but it's hosted by the guys who do ancient aliens which my dad loves that show the and he might show yeah the, the show ancient aliens okay. on history channel and the com convention is all about the show and then like exploring aliens and they actually bring in scientists and um astrology astrology oh my god i'm tired um physicists and astrophysicists thank you sorry my brother was my brother did astrophysics in school and i somehow forgot that word for a minute yeah just brain buzz um but yeah they bring in like full-on real scientists and archaeologists and everything and they they talk about it, their evidence and they're like listen y'all and they talk about like shit that was proven real like mk ultra project blue book okay. all the good stuff manhattan project they talk about all of it being like listen y'all we got some stuff from the freedom of information act right here and it's real and you leave that con being like whoa and they also had at the same time a reptile reptile convention right next door so this giant lizard hanging out and there's a photo of me with the lizard i haven't even posted on the internet i'll give it to you to post okay but it's literally a giant lizard i'm like the reptilians are here y'all this is real. This is too real. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, it was, me and my dad went. It was a da dad daughter kind of like trip that we went on. Like, and then we went to Disney afterwards. So it was great. Smash. Yeah. Had a, I have, I still, I was like stained green for a good couple days after that. 
<laughs> now you're into you're like big into horror, right? Oh fuck yeah! No horror everything or yes, okay. okay. Manga, literature, music. Uh, I used to be really into death metal, like when I was younger, like black Norwegian, like you know the album covers where it was like the singer's dead body on it. Like uh, yeah, yeah. My mom. <laughs> I've actually always been into weird shit. I remember when I was really young, my mom's like, "Hey, so if you keep doing this, we're gonna like." talk to a doctor for you. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I swear, it's just a hobby, but I'm not going to actually kill anyone, mom. No, um, I'm not a, I'm a white boy in high school or anything. So, <laughs> so I can yeah, cut that are, out. We are a little crazy. You can cut that out. <laughs> no, but yeah, so uh, horror movies, horror literature, uh, favorite horror movie right now is Hereditary that you have not seen that you need to go see. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Oh, it's so good. Oh my God. No, I went, I, when I went to go see that movie, I was literally like at a drag show where I was just like, yeah, and like shit would happen. I had my, I like had my arm and I'd hold my boyfriend and just be like, and just be freaking out. And there were moments where I was so uncomfortable. Like it, the cadence of some of the scenes was so drawn out where you're, I, I started laughing because I was uncomfortable. Oh, wow. It was like a real dead body in front of me where I didn't know how to react. My bon brain was like, what? And I just started laughing. Okay. And I'm like holding them like the whole time. The movie was Gagging. Guys, I'm going to watch Hereditary for the first time tonight. I have a 4K UHD Blu-ray copy of it, and uh, I, I've got, I'm ready to hit play. Actually, her boyfriend was advising me not to watch it <laughs> one night. It was about four in the morning, and I was like, I'm about to watch this shit. And he was like, bro, don't do it. He's also not the person to ask. He doesn't like horror movies. It's so funny. Yeah. And he wanted to go, he's gone to see like three or four horror movies with me in theaters. And it wasn't until after Hereditary, he's like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Man, we need to scare that boy. Oh, yeah, no. Um, don't tell me that because I'm going to start hiding stuff in the apartment since me and him <laughs> live together. My mom actually has a really bad habit of, like, scaring me and my brother when we used to live there. She'd, like, leave shit or, like, Halloween props because my mom used to run a professional Halloween hunt in our yard and everything. Neat. Yeah, so that's actually how I learned how to do, like, a lot of makeup stuff because I would do, like, makeup for our haunt. Okay. Um, it's actually funny. A lot of alternative people work in haunts. I think that's really wild. We love scaring people. Anywho, um, yeah, so she'd put a prop in, like, the shower, and we'd open the shower curtain, and there'd just be, like, lady with, like, black hair in there. I would just like pee on the floor. I'd just be scared shitless. <laughs> Somebody's got to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, no, usually me. <laughs> They're like, where did my anxiety stem from? Hmm, I wonder. I want to know about this drag scene. Oh, yeah, drag. What's up? Okay. Because it's, it's here in Atlanta. Yeah, oh, yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, it's alive and well, oh, yeah. right? The pulse is... Fully. I, I want to say that there's a bar in the East Atlanta village called Mary's. Oh, I love Mary's. I just you, went there. They're on the corner of, uh, I want to say, Flat Shoals and Glenwood. It's, it's, mm. we went to a, I think we just walked in there because we were bar hopping. Oh, really? And really? there was like a drag night going on there and there was karaoke. Ah, yes. And I have never like personally sought out a drag event, but we ended up staying um and and doing karaoke and whatnot and I I I guess that was like my introduction to the drag mm -hmm. scene the drag culture and we were living down the street uh, from Mary's at the time and so oh, really you know it was like oh this is going on in my own neighborhood and I didn't even know it but like I'm sure you can mm. elaborate on what maybe like the scene is like it, where you are from and what's it yeah. like here in Atlanta well okay so like I said earlier in North Carolina a lot of your creatives left the Raleigh scene and I went to college in Greensboro which had only one drag bar which looked like the dumpster of a Taco Bell so you'd go in there and it'd smell like tacos but like not like 
watery tacos that had been in the bottom of the barrel for a little while. And it was very <laughs> empty. I'm not going to say the name of it, but anyone who knows Greensboro. But the people were super nice, so I'm not going to talk shit about it. It's just the location was tragic. Especially for literally UNCG is called UNC Gay. Like, we're like the queerest community. Very awesome school. If anyone was in the art program, say hi to them for me. I love them. But in Raleigh, it was all like the older queens that just never moved. And then like you had some young queens, but it's all pageant all pretty girls being pretty and that's cool and all like you do you but like some of us you know weren't graced with god's gift of beauty and bone structure so we gotta be weird you know i started losing my hair about six years ago and it just completely destroyed my ego dude you know it's actually scientifically proven that women find guys who are bald more attractive i have heard this yeah um a lot of my female friends have told me this but i'm not the long-haired messy haired photography kid anymore I'm just another bald white dude on the red carpet. And I blend in with every other one of y'all rich motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? But commit. <laughs> commit. You got to commit. Yeah. So now my look is fucking baseball caps and shit. Uh, you know, you can always get a lace front wig. No one will tell. Just glue that shit on. I can help you out, brother. I got you. I got you. Hey, we're we, we going to talk. Yeah, we'll work this out. We're going <laughs> to give you that little messy hair again, you know. Just woke up. What's up? <laughs> so, so, so the drag scene kind of left a lot to be desired. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. So you didn't have, like, your club kids. You didn't have your weirdos. You didn't have, I don't think there was a single cis woman or non-binary person or trans person performing in Raleigh at all. And I had did a little performing here and there with a burlesque troupe as like a cis woman doing drag and I did that for like a hot minute but I did really well I did like I made money doing it oh wow but the problem was it's just like it was so hard to do because we were getting pushed out by like another troupe and then actual pageant girls and I mean the last time I went to a drag show up in Raleigh was they played Reba McIntyre Macintosh, what's her name? Uh, McIntyre, right? <laughs> yeah, McIntyre. Okay, yeah, they played Reba, and I was like, uh, this is not for me, sorry. Yeah, so I come here for a show, and I just see people with literally like green tape around their head, and they're painted for the gods, and they were like wrapped up in a, a bright blue diaper and black tarp, and they look stunning. And I was like, I would, I've never seen this shit in real life. Like, I'm always on Instagram seeing weird shit. And I see this here, and I was, like, about to cry. I'm like, I'm, I'm home. Uh, I'm here. Yeah. And <laughs> I walked into the drag bar, and no one blinked at me. Like, I had this stunning outfit on, but no one was, like, like I, sure, I got some compliments, but I blended in. Like, it, I was there with my people. Okay. So that's what I like about Atlanta. And going to Mary's was fabulous because, you know, they had people from Asheville, which is a really artsy community up in the mountains of North Carolina, six hours from Raleigh, so I never got to go. Way too long of a drive. And plus, if you've ever driven up a the side of a mountain, you know why I ain't going to do that I drive. I recently did that, and I lost cell phone service. And so, yeah, nightmare shit. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I feel like the car's just going to right in one second. It was nightmare. I, I, I was like on my way to Gatlinburg, Tennessee from Atlanta. Oof. And I didn't go around the mountains. I guess Google Maps took me through it. And it was, you know, you got to like go zigzag up the mountain and yep. whatnot. And I actually shifted into neutral and was able to go down the mountain in neutral, which was fun because I do like to shift to neutral every now and then. But, like, I just remember, like, pushing this little four-cylinder Honda oh, Civic no. that I took with me to to get there. And it was just like I was listening to the Insane Clown Posse podcast. Oh, my God. Um, and I got halfway through it, and then I just lost cell service. And I was Ooh. like, dude, F. Mm -mm. So I can relate. No, nothing's worse than when the locals come up and they don't give a fuck. They're used to it. So they drive up on their pickup truck that looks like it's literally come off the set of Evil Dead and they're like, 
Yeah. And they will honk your ass if you go too slow. And you know I'm going slow up that mountain. So <laughs> I don't like driving. <laughs> oh, but I do have one thing to add about Mary's too. Um, so you've been in there. You know the stairs, right? Yeah. So me and Thin, and this is how much my boyfriend knows me. Me and Thin go there and we're watching the drag show and the girls are coming from the second floor down the stairs as they're performing and the spotlight's on them and they all look stunning. And he nudges me and he's like, you can never perform here because you'd fall down those stairs so fast. <laughs> do and you I was, have a problem with stairs, Tori? Uh, do you see my shoes? Um, oh, they, they oh, big, yeah. big. Yeah, they're, they're my shit kickers right now. Y'all so. see them shoes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to like knock the camera over. <laughs> Sorry, camera. They big, big. No, no, no. There's a... Uh, Shoe, not you specifically, but shoes bigger than you wish your dick was. That's what I call the height on them. Because they're about like five, six inches. <laughs> it's like you say that and people start thinking about it like, huh. Yeah, no. I said that to a guy once when he, he said, what are those back in 2013? <laughs> so those shoes bigger than you wish your dick was. And he was like, his friends lost it. What? He was so embarrassed. It was amazing. It's power move. You guys were over here uh, this weekend and you were telling me about a new venture that you guys might get into. <sighs> Why don't you let everybody know about that? Oh, gosh. Well, there's a couple of new ventures. But the first one is, is that I am making realistic cat ears and fantasy ears for monies because it's really hard to get a day job these days. <laughs> no, but I, I, I've recently cracked the code on how to make the most high quality cat ears, puppy ears, fantasy ears. We'll pop up a photo here of my swirly ones I just made. Very big, large and in charge, stunning ears. And they're so you're making be, this all in your home office, uh -huh, right? Absolutely, yeah. And they're they're very affordable, uh, very well made. Because I worked my butt off trying to make sure they are perfect. Because I I've, I've been collecting like realistic pet ears for a hot minute. Unfortunately, I'm not a furry. Sorry, friends, but I just like dressing up like a cat girl. But I cracked the code, so you guys can get your own coming up soon in the next couple weeks. First and, launch. And you'll like you'll probably post about it online and let people know that it's it's they're rolling out. Oh, I won't stop posting about it. If yep. you miss it, then I'm like, y'all you gotta have me on your notification squad, you know? Uh-huh. Just right there. Put the bell on. And uh a channel? Yes. Okay, so speaking of horror and oddities, especially internet oddities in general, I'm starting a YouTube channel officially called The Monarch Project, which is a government conspiracy. I will do a video about that later. But it's essentially just talking about real shit from the real world that was fucked up and scary or creepy. Internet oddities like weird fucked up posts from Reddit or 4chan, little tidbits here. Viewer discretion advice, 13 or older, you have to be, you know, of sound mind to watch it. Um, and yeah, I'm just really excited. It's going to be humorous too, which is weird. So if you're a fan of My Favorite Murder, you'll probably like this show, but it's not going to be as good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it's going to be all right. Man, it's, it's going to be fine. Yeah. yeah, we're just starting it. We got the logo and everything set up. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, I saw that you were playing Animal Crossing recently. Or one of the Animal Crossings? <laughs> well, I'm playing Pocket Camp a lot because I'm so desperate for the new game to come out. It's all I can think about. Every day I wake up and there's no new news. And after the Pokemon Direct, you know, I just sat there. I'm like, what about Animal Crossing? Nintendo doesn't care about y'all. No, they don't. Oh, oh, it's, it's funny because like we're like the, like the second best selling IP for Nintendo. And it's like, no. You know what? They're probably, they're probably working on something akin to Capcom's latest Monster Hunter world where it's like, M, it's not, it's not quite a, mm. at mo, what is it? Multi, 
MMO. Um, Mo. Yeah. <laughs> Those words. Massively multiplayer yeah. online. Because, like, do you think Animal Crossing would work with other players and towns and stuff like that? Or do you think it's a more story or single player experience? Well, the, see, the thing is, is they've had that in the past where they like, experimented with multiplayer. Yeah. Um, City Folk. They did that a little bit and they had some events you can only do if you had people come to your town. I think the biggest thing a lot of people are theorizing is that they're going to be having it more of a 3D world instead of the top view Isometric. down. Yeah, thank you. Um, I don't know if is they're going to go. Is that a DS go. game? Yeah, DS. Um, they had it for Wii U? Yeah, okay. Or no, just Wii for Wild World, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's always been mostly a handheld console. And so because it's going to be on you know, Switch... They're kind of like there's okay. So when they announced Animal Crossing right before they did a few months before they had pulled out a um, I, ID. Fuck, oh, my God. What's it called? Uh, trademark. They pulled out a trademark for um, mobile connection to a switch game for Animal Crossing. And they pulled out the trademark for Animal Crossing switch. So we know that it's going to have some connection to the mobile game to the switch. And that's all we know. So I'm thinking that they might switch it to like a 3D, you know, view. And that's probably why it's taking so long to get that perfect. Because if you saw the level of uh, Mario Kart, that's kind of what it might look like. That's what people theorize. That that whole Animal Crossing level. The level level of detail? Yes. And the lighting and everything. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like Breath of the Wild, but like Animal Crossing. Wow. I'm like, I'm popping my pussy for that already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so here you're for it. Out. Oh God. Yes. No. And I'm just, I even downloaded like a knockoff of animal crossing. It's like magician's tower, mysterious magician or something. And I got it on my emulator on my computer and I'm on a Mac. So you can already imagine how bad so, it is. So, so in the, in the face of there not being a new animal crossing for you to play yeah, and the landscape of triple A video games, <laughs> It's like you you want to play this knock like you're you're clamoring yeah. so bad for uh, the next Animal Crossing experience. But I'm I'm dying I'm dying. No, it's like well see the thing is it's like I, the only other games I play are horror games and like really tragic meme games. Like I love really dumb like oh my god, um, Hotful Boyfriend was my favorite game of all time for a really long time. It's where you it's a dating game for pigeons, but the backstory <laughs> is actually insanely good. Like I cried at one of the the stories for it. Dream Daddy. Uh, see, I didn't get into Dream Dream Daddy as much because it was. No offense, Dream Daddy. It was a little Tumblr for me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, it just wasn't my cup of tea. I did play it. I played all the way through. Some of the, well, the best boy was the goth man. I loved him. I don't remember his name right now, but he's literally the best daddy. I was really mad about the Christian dad because no matter what ending you get, you don't end up with him. I'm super mad. But they have a secret ending with demons, which is cool. But no, I'm, I'm really like indie horror all the way. So like anything off of Ichio or, you know, just ran- oh, I love Korean horror games too. Mm-hmm. There's a good couple of them. Any type of Asian horror games are like so good, so good, so creepy. And and that's your your flying saucer that you've got parked outside, right? Oh yeah, just totally. hovering above yeah. the studio. No, that's no. yours, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, it's a little loud. No, it's okay. C- yeah. Can I? Can we? Can you take me to the store in that? Oh yeah, no, totally. Like, when we yeah. wrap this up, because oh for sure, I've never been in a flying saucer before. <laughs> And I just want to know what it's like, okay? Yeah, we got a cloaking device on it, but we got to watch out for pigeons because they'll hit that sucker and just drop down and people post on YouTube. Just like, oh, aliens. Ever since oh. I saw the live-action Disney film <laughs> Flight of the Navigator from the 80s, Whoa! I have always wanted to ride in a UFO. And so Tori's about to take me to Publix, y'all. Yeah, we even have our green drink here, too. 
Now, I'm sure there are some very unique, interesting scenarios that have happened hanging out with some drag queens. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, so I have this one. It's kind of a story here I'm going to fill you on. This is just showing about how bad I am dealing with people who I deem is better than me. Um, so, okay, I don't know if you know Trixie Mattel is, but she's no. she's large and in charge, blonde, beautiful, skinny legend. Uh, she won All-Stars 3? Yeah, All-Stars 3 recently, and she's fabulous. She's known for her really dramatic eye, which you can tell I love, and big blonde hair and Barbie aesthetic. She's also friends with a lot of great other drag queens I love. Yeah, when her shows used to be like $20 for the meet and greet, which like you can't even get a meet and greet now. That's how much she's excelled as an artist. But so, okay, what happened was, is I was wearing this cute little number with these big pink shoes. But there's a little story here. The shoes are important, but there's a more important story before the night. So the night before on Friday, I had gone to my first and only college party where I got totally shit-faced and my friends had left earlier so I'm walking back to my apartment by myself and I'm calling one of my friends to talk to me while I'm walking home and I'm in the hallway of my apartment complex I'm drunk as shit it's two in the morning I'm like I have a question for you and my friend's like yeah what's up and I'm like why do cockroaches always why are they always upside down when they're dead and he's like wait wait what like I'm like why are they upside down when they die and like literally I'm like you need to find this out for me right now this is mm -hmm. important and so at like two in the morning I have him look it up and he tells me I'm like oh it's because they're top heavy their legs curl up and they roll over I'm like awesome and then I went to bed so the next day I go to the Trixie Mattel show this is very important I promise anyway so I go to the Trixie Mattel show and I'm wearing this cute number with these big pink shoes so I do the meet and greet I hug her she is so nice to me and she was like not wearing her pads and I compliment her weight loss and she's like oh, I'm not even wearing pads it was very awkward just like this part of the conversation but anywho so there is a buffet on top of a pool table and it's like the cheapest buffet they have these meatballs that have been in the freezer for five years and I'm a hungry I'm a nervous hungry person so whenever I'm nervous I'm like sitting there eating and so we're just all the the pre-gang are there all the people from the meet and greet are standing around the table they had like some fruit on one end and the meatballs on the other so I'm at the meatball station eating it with my friend and Trixie comes out of nowhere and we're like oh my god she's supposed to not like be here mm. with everyone else and I'm like freaking out because Trixie Mattel's right there and she's talking to someone and me and my friend are just eating watching her eat grapes with her fingernails because she's just stabbing them and eating them and so me and my friend were just like oh my god there she is and then all of a sudden I hear you with the pink shoes over at me and it's Trixie and I'm I'm like yes and so like I waddle over there and she's like where'd you get those shoes from and I'm like oh I got them from why are you and then she she sits there looking at me knowingly like I'm gonna say something else and my brain just shuts off like I just go into autopilot and I'm like you know me and my friend were watching you eat grapes not a weird thing to say um and you know did you know that dogs can't eat grapes because they'll choke and she's like, really? I didn't know that. And I'm like, also you want to know why cockroaches are always upside down when you find them dead and then she walked away I, I didn't get to tell her it's because they're top heavy. Trixie, if you ever see this, it's because they're top heavy. Yeah. So I hope she remembers me as like the weird, I watch you eat grapes. You want to know, you want to know why cockroaches are upside down? You know, that's how I am with celebrities. Well, now I know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had followers talk to me and they're like, I'm so nervous to talk to you. I'm like, please don't be. Just ask me about cockroaches. Yeah, no, ask me about weird scientific facts. And I will be like, oh my God, cockroaches, y'all. They're weird. What are bugs? No. Magnets. How do they work? <laughs> Insane clown posse. What's up? What's up? <laughs> uh, do you guys ever run in? Like, is the juggalo crowd and the drag crowd, do they ever <laughs> interact? 
ironically, um, you ha- we have more interaction with the Juggalos at anime conventions because of Homestuck than the drag scene. Oh, okay. uh, but people will mistake some drag queens for Juggalos. I'm sure I've awesome had clown some people shit. Like that. Oh, fuck yeah. No, we're just clowning around. What's up? Well, what do you say we get out of here, Tori? Oh, yeah. No, uh, anything, any last words, any last numbers? Well, just because we have the ear of all 30, 40, 50 million of your fans right here with us in the same room. Is there anything you want to tell these people? I fucking wish I had 30, 50 million fans. That'd be really cool. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, so um, please talk to me at conventions and say hi. Don't be afraid to talk to me because I'm a very sad, lonely person, and I really like friends, and I'm doing much better about talking to people on the internet because I used to be scared of people on the internet, but I I have lots of love in my heart for y'all, and I hope that my blog and my shenanigans inspire y'all to do your own shenanigans and your own weird shenanigans i keep saying that word because it's really fun but yes please guys give me a chat sometimes dress as crazy you want because you know it doesn't matter what people think about you because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind so fuck it commit wear what you want to wear and have fun enjoy it because you're gonna in five years you're gonna be so much more appreciative of being true to yourself than bending to what other people want you know well said yeah well said not really. It was all over the place. Thank you. <laughs> also, you kind of look like that thing at the foot of my bed that I see when I wake up in the middle of the night. Thank you. It's called a skinwalker. That's me. <laughs> well, guys, you heard it first. It's Ben Scarborough here at Third Eye Collective in the secret room with Venus Thigh Trap. Clap, clap. And we're about to get in her UFO and go down to the Publix and get some snacks. Get some chicken wings. What's up? Follow Tori at Happy on Birthday One on Instagram. All of her social links will be in the video description. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Thanks, brother. Peace. What's up? <laughs>